Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. So here we are, myself and Mr. Stapleton. We are going to be talking some juicy topics. We're back in the hot seat and we're going to kick it off with, do you travel from leaving school or do you knuckle down, set the foundations and then swanny off to different countries and do the whole Bali, Australia, Thailand, ride an elephant, take a photo? Um, hmm. You know what? I'm going to be controversial and say neither. I'm going to say you work and enjoy it as you go along. You travel. I've, I've always had three to four holidays a, mo uh, a year. A, a month. month? Yeah, <laughs> three to four holidays a year. So I think work hard, play hard. Yeah. Because you never know what's around the corner. Like you, you could be saving up for this amazing life in the future, but that might never come. But I suppose to counter it, is that not the common answer? We're all saving up, but are we saving up? Is it? You saying I'm common? Is it? Is well? <laughs> is it a case of you do balance it? Um, there is this whole YOLO. You only live once. I I can't get on board with YOLO because people will say we could get hit by a bus tomorrow, but it's unlikely because I'm going to look both ways. Like again, going back to the whole risk thing. I'm going to look both ways. I mean, if I'm going to try and make my way through the London Underground, I don't know what you're thinking. Say, I'm you're, not you're going to find to my way. Over by a tube. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's quite quite obvious. I don't know my way around the London Underground, but I do believe in that. Putting the yards early when your body is able, especially in those periods of sort of 18 to 22, 23. I just think you're you're in a great place to really knuckle down and mm. and utilize, especially when you're so savvy in terms of all the tech changes and socials. I just think that's a great place to start and then map out kind of where you want to be maybe late 20s. Yeah, I think there's um, I think there's a difference between people that go to uni, rack up a load of debt, then go traveling, rack up a load more debt and then come back to, to nothing as opposed to people that maybe left school or left college. They've worked, they've earned some money, and maybe want to just get a little bit of life experience and go traveling. But for me, it's the, the holidays are the driving points in the year for me. Like the things that I work hard for is looking forward to that next holiday. So the, the thought of going traveling for like six weeks, maybe when I'm like 60 and I go on a round the world cruise or something. Another but six years. Yeah, yeah. Well, working with you, it would feel like that. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah for me that that's kind of like my my enjoyment i don't live that extravagant lifestyle where i've got to buy prada trainers and louis vuitton t-shirts and stuff like that for me the goal is the next holiday and enjoying that time so i'm not necessarily looking forward to traveling when i'm older i quite enjoy the traveling with the kids and the family now so and well it's like a way to I suppose celebrate like successes throughout the yeah. year, isn't it? You, we know you how have busy to have we some... are and how hard yeah. we work and how sometimes we're working the night time and obviously we're not always there with the family and the kids. So to sa sacrifice that time you're spending with them to then enjoy it traveling and going on holidays and doing nice things together, it's almost like it's it's how it should be. I think for me what annoys me is the generic comments from people who've been to uni who go, but it's all about the experiences. It's all about how it's matured me. It's about the people that I've met. I've met some incredible people. I've become my person. I know who I am. And it's almost to say that that way of thinking is correct. 
we were talking about this, that even if you went to uni and you've done all this and you've met incredible people, believe it or not, fact, you can meet incredible people outside of uni. This is what my gripe is. And, I have, And in this country. You and in this country. You don't need to go to Thailand to... yeah. To and and too someone. many people were turning around in some of the comments and their argument was, well, who wants to stay in their own town? No one's talking about staying in your own town. We're talking about still being able to meet incredible people in your country, mm. enjoy things whilst you're working at home to set up the foundations. And that, that, that was a comment that came up a lot is this whole, well, you're so boring if you just want to stay there and you don't want to meet people because going to uni and traveling, it makes you into a person you never knew or thought you could be. I don't know. I'm sitting here. I know who I am. I didn't go to uni or college. You know what? I, I work from a young age. I work from like 14. So I feel like I got that confidence, that worldly kind of view, the experience of speaking to people much older than me and stuff like that. I gained all of that probably before I was 18. But some of the some of the networking events that we go to, I'm seeing younger and younger people there now. Yeah. And I think it is becoming a thing that like, you need to start going to these events, stepping out of your comfort zone. I think um, we didn't go, but the Savoy's event, I've seen there was like a, a 16, 17 year old kid that was there who wants to get involved in property. And I just keep seeing him pop up on everyone's page now because mm. he's so young, but he, he stepped out of his comfort zone and he went, it's a big event. It's the anyone of anyone in the property world, isn't it? The Savoy's events. So he put himself in that room and I just think the younger generation are seeing that now that they've got to start younger. They're hungry because of what they're probably seeing on social media as well. Um, and yeah, you've just got to have that confidence to just ask. I think that's what it is. A lot of people are scared to ask for help and yeah. ask how you did it. So I think the ones that are doing it are, are going to be that first generation of doing what we're saying. I think I think you're right in terms of there's a lot of younger people now. We were talking about it on the train on the way up. If you want to make more money, you can't be listening to your parents anymore. I love my parents a bit, but I would not be going to them for financial advice because they don't understand full opportunity. Hence why there's this bitterness mm. from the baby boomers thinking, oh, well, you can't do that. You haven't got a work, good work ethic. No, that's not right. You can't work smart. You have to work hard. You know, you have to put in effort and blood and sweat and tears. And it's not like that anymore. The, the world is changing. Yeah. You can make big money in a simple, realistic time frame, if you map it out and you move with the times of socials, building a brand and an online business. And mm. we, you know, for people going into uni and stuff like that, that's the generic thing that a lot of parents want their kids to do, which is fine, but there are other ways to earn some good money. I think, I think parents have always got your best interest at heart. Um, I mean, I, I, I know your mum, you'll always be her baby. So she'll always look out for you for that. <laughs> but uh, Paul does not know my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Seen her on Zoom. <laughs> but, but yeah, like you'll always be your parents' baby and they'll always want to protect you and wrap you, wrap you up in cotton wool. And they're just, they'll want to make sure that whatever you do, you're not risking anything. Um, mine are exactly the same. Like the discussions we've had this week about what's happening in my life. They're worried for me. They're like, but what if? No, there are no what ifs in my world. It is, it's going to happen, and I don't, I don't want to hear any what ifs. This happens because what ifs can happen to anyone. Hmm. Nothing's guaranteed. Whether you're self-employed, a director, or employed by a company, you're never guaranteed to get your wage. It does nothing it for your made, mindset. Either. It could be made redundant tomorrow. 
your business could go bust, the economy could uh, could go bust, like anything could happen in the current world right now. If if the whole of the Ukraine and Russia blew up and overspilled into Europe, well, that would be mega for everyone. So you can't think of the what ifs. You have to just think, what am I in control of? What can I do now to ensure that I can protect myself? But I think we would probably, to a certain level, be the same with our kids as as well. So it's just human nature, but um, it's definitely talking to the right people about it and maybe just not telling them everything. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any point. You know, people who just don't get it from an older generation, mm. you'd almost be wasting your time. You can tell if someone's from an older generation and wants to learn the new ways of working, which is smart working, and... I think you do, you make a decision. Do I try and sit here explaining my life, which they're probably not going to understand? And let's face it, a lot of older people, they come to that conclusion of, well, it all sounds like a bit of a scam to me. You know, it, it, there's that generic feeling when it's not. So I Especially think we need to- Especially when big figures are involved as well. Yeah, when big it's... figures are involved, they think it's, again, that's the whole, this is the baby boomer difference. If you turn around to someone and say, of an older generation, by the way, it is totally possible to earn £30,000 in a month. They'll go, it's a scam. I have to work 50 weeks of every year to earn £30,000. Mm. There is no way on this earth you were earning £30 unless you're involved in some form of a scam. No, no, no. I, I could sit here explaining it, but you're not going to accept that it's possible because you spent the last 20 years of your life working a labour intensive job. And that's fine, but the conversation's pointless. Mm. There's no point in having it. No, I agree, and I think um, I think the younger generation now are they're more confident in talking bigger figures. They're not talking hundreds don't excite them anymore. They don't excite people. Sometimes single digit thousands don't excite it. They're, they're getting more comfortable talking about like the five digit figure months and stuff like that. And when you're comfortable with that, it makes it easier to ask for that in your in your orders if you're in sales or when you're setting your goals and your targets, you're not you're not thinking, all right, if I earn three grand this month, I'll be happy. They're thinking, if I earn less than 10 grand this month, I'm gonna be fuming. And I, I won't say names, but I remember we were in a particular meeting up in London at a office and someone walked in and he said, oh, he's not very happy because he's only earned seven grand this month. I don't mm. know if you remember yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and that's such a good attitude to have. Um, and I, I'm the same. If I do a deal where my commission is lower than what I say my minimum is, my commission will still probably be double, if not treble, what a normal person would make mm -hmm. because I have such a high expectation of what my time is worth. But I'll be really hard on myself that I didn't earn my minimum. Yeah. Um, and my minimum will be more than someone's maximum. So I think it's just where you set it's your thermostat, isn't it? It's where you set your thermostat and your self-worth. It's belief as well. Like you have to have the belief that it's all possible. When the, when the opportunity is there, which it is for everyone, you then have to believe that it's possible to go and earn those figures. And you can with good marketing, mm -hmm. a good plan, good people around you, and then executing what you say you're gonna do, not just wishing it, but going and doing it. Like if you need to generate leads, go generate leads. If they fall through, as we've experienced most recently, it's happening this all the time. This morning. This morning, <laughs> two the other day, generate more leads 
Yeah. And the brilliant thing is we're in a world where you don't have to hire people on a full-time basis. Commission only exists. Find a yeah. young, hungry person who's part-time uni student who wants to earn more money from their bedroom, take them on commission only, give them a decent rate. Do you know one thing, the question that always comes up, what business should I start? I normally say start with education and networking, but actually uh, just thinking about it, YouTube. Do you know why YouTube is brilliant? What we're doing now, everyone can do it if you put your mind to it. But YouTube is brilliant because it actually gives you a dial on the target you need to hit in order to start generating revenue. Your subscribers okay. and your watch hours. No other business has a dial to say mm, when you're successful. Mm. It's a little bit insane, really. So I would say if you want to start a business, start it's like YouTube. A it's, it's a goal, isn't it? It's a goal and anyone can do it. And guess what? You can talk about what you're passionate about. I watched a video of how to change a BMW battery on the fob keys. I didn't know how to do it. It was like a 14-year-old kid. It had something like 16,500 views. He's got loads of like little tech, tech, you know, AirPods, all this kind of stuff. His views will be earning him some serious money, but it's one of the only businesses that you actually have a dial to say, boom, you've achieved it now. Now you can start earning money. Mm. So there you go. Mm. Want to start a business, start YouTube. Everyone can do it. What would you say has been your biggest learning curve from the mindset shift of going from what we would say like normal money to earning some bigger figures? Like what needed to change yeah. for you? I, I've got a really vivid memory of this and we've discussed it before and I actually um, discussed it at my last uh, training event. I was in I was in Mallorca and as I do when I go away, I always buy a book at Gatwick and I bought um, Shah Wasman, Do Less, Get More. And um, I just remember we every day we go out on the boat and we probably swim for 80% of the time we're out on the boat. I didn't leave the boat that day. I was just obsessed with this book and reading it. And when I came home, it just opened my eyes that I don't have to work as hard as I am. I just need to have a higher expectation of what my time is worth and just ask for a bigger fee, but yeah. do less deals. Um, the thing is I didn't negotiate that. I didn't do less deals. I still did the same amount of deals, but I, I trebled the amount of commission that I would ask for. Mm. And my biggest thing was, even if I only got double the commission, but I aim for treble, I still doubled my commission. And it's like that old saying, is it? If, if you aim for the moon and miss, at least you're among the stars. So I all, so what I learned from that was overset your goal. And if you miss it, you're still much higher than where you were at the start. Um, so that book was for me, I've said to you like that that book was the biggest changing point for me that just shifted my mindset on value your time more and and basically just overset your goals you don't always have to hit your goals but as long as you're hitting higher than where you started it's still an achievement yeah mate i think exactly the same i mean we're, we're very much aligned said it before you um, but i backed you up first <laughs> you know i just want to finish on for anyone for anyone wanting to make really really big moves i know we're aligned with this change your circles, get rid of dead weight. Don't be around bad people. Surround yourself with other like-minded entrepreneurs, mm. aspiring people. They don't even need to want to succeed financially. Just personally want to, wanting to improve and stuff like that. Being around good people. Any final words as we wrap up? Yeah, um, I completely agree with what you said. Um, and on that note, it's nice knowing you, Aaron. 
Yeah, you won't be coming back on. Anyone, uh, that's the last time you'll see Paul. Goodbye. We'll see you all very soon.